you know what's interesting is I've had this conversation with other YouTubers. Um, I think I was with Graham and Financial Jeremy. They've all been on this podcast, by the way. But you know, we asked the question of what's more valuable, like a million YouTube or a million Instagram? And it was an interesting debate. And so it was like, okay, which one would you rather have? And like, so Graham and Jeremy being um, YouTube heavier, like, well, it's YouTube, obviously. And I was like, I don't know, because I have a very equal, I have, you know, right around 220,000 Instagram, 220,000 YouTube. Like, I see both sides pretty equally. And as a businessman, if that's what we're talking, I think I sell more on Instagram Mm. because of the DM function, Right, you know, like being able to communicate with people and talk to them and like get them in your ecosystem is way better versus YouTube. You know, I, I make a video and I, I hope they, they call me, Yeah, but you don't really have any communication on YouTube. Yeah. I think you get more visibility with your followers on Instagram, but I think YouTube is better just to like get evergreen, like traffic, like, mm-hmm. and that them, traffic yeah. doesn't even need to follow you. So I don't know. That's a really good, that's a really good debate. I, I don't know. I think I would rather. What would you pick? For sales, I think I might pick Instagram because at the same time, like with YouTube, great. You could have a lot of subscribers. That's awesome. But you could also have not that many subscribers, but a lot of views on certain videos. And Mm -hmm. as long as that video is linked to your product and service, like you could still make a lot of good money on that video. What, What I think is YouTube helps you build like an actual brand where like people know you, people like, I know Vanessa, like Mm -hmm. I've seen her YouTube videos. Like Mm -hmm. I know Ryan because I've seen his YouTube, but like if you're only Instagram, to me, I don't think you get as many like people who recognize you or something. Yes, I I, I do agree with that. I think that I would rather be a really popular YouTuber. Yeah. But in terms of like a sales standpoint, like I would rather have those eyeballs on Instagram so I can nurture them and like DM them and all that. But, you know, I really do think that you accelerate your authority in whatever niche that you're in or with whatever industry you're in, the moment that you do video. Right. Like you will like someone, even if you're not an authority, like you'll be perceived more as an authority the moment that you get on video. Yeah. And I think YouTube is like the best video platform out there. For those listening, like my strategy is, we were actually talking about this yesterday. So, you know, make a ton of reels and just kind of like let that be the way that people become aware of me, right? Because if you watch me for 30 seconds, you're like, who's this guy with the hair? You'd be like, <laughs> okay, like he was cool. Like I might follow him. And then maybe the algorithm shows you another, you see me say another thing. You're like, oh, okay, this guy's kind of smart. Like I'll follow him. Right. And then they become aware of, you know, my YouTube channel. Like, oh, he's also got a YouTube, right? Whether it's from Instagram or TikTok. So then they start watching long form. Then they say, oh, he's got a podcast too. Then they'll go watch an hour. And what I have seen is when I go speak at these events, um, like the one we're at, you know, the people who've never bought anything from me, they're aware of me. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, like I see your reels. Well, all even the time. when I met you, I was like, oh, I, yeah, I yeah. see you all the time on my yeah. TikTok reel. <laughs> yeah. And so even whether you know my name or not, like you're like, yeah, I see that I'm aware of who you are. Like I, I can recognize you in a crowd. Um, but when I go to my own events where people have paid or my students, they're like, hey, Ryan, I really love that podcast you did with Vanessa. Mm. Like that one really helped. And it tells me that the people who actually watch the long form are the people who buy the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense because they're 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 paying you attention. Yeah, right. Like you know, we always kind of measure success off of getting paid dollars, but the fact that people pay you attention is also something worth 
being proud about and also worth like its weight in gold. Yeah. Because they could be doing anything. 100%. And I just think it's this cycle because it's like, okay, I want to take them from short form to like, you know, medium 10 minute to 15 minute form to super long form podcast hour plus. And then it's like, okay, but those hour plus videos get chopped up and make the short form, mm. which then it just is like this cycle. And this so, guy's just a content factory. Yeah. It's, Take notes from him. <laughs> it's just a cycle. And then I'm like, okay, you know, maybe the, the original podcast doesn't get that many views, right? Because not that many people are willing to watch an hour, right? Mm. But then all of a sudden, all the clips we chop up get millions of views. And it's just like, yeah, doing the podcast is definitely worth it. Yeah, I agree. I think that like, obviously nowadays everyone's talking about short form, short form, short form. And that's definitely like where a lot of the impressions are going at the same time. I think that long form is still King in terms of like production. So like, for instance, for me every week, I'll do like a YouTube video that is long. And then I don't have a podcast anymore, but I really focus on my email newsletter series where every week I drop like a really lengthy newsletter, like a letter to my audience, but like, Hey, here's what's going on here. Are my tips, whatever. And then from there, content creation becomes easy because I've done these two massive pieces of content. Mm. Now it's just about like chopping it up, like you said, into these other forms. And that is also something that you could technically outsource too. Yeah. How big is your email list now? 200,000 people on my email list now. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So if you had to break it down, you know, your main um, platforms would be Instagram, YouTube, and email list essentially. Yeah. Right now. Where do you think the revenue comes from? Hmm, I think the revenue comes from, I think the, for uh, for me, it's actually opposite because I don't do a lot of reels yet or TikTok yet. That's kind of something that I really want to tap into more is short form. Mm-hmm. I've been doing long form for so long, but for me, it's actually YouTube that brings the awareness. Yep. And then it's Instagram that actually brings the sales. You're closing them on Instagram. Yeah, we close them on Instagram. Like we also, we used to also kind of do a lot of DM work as well. But I also talk more about my program in my Instagram stories or I do You're willing to sell more. Yeah, exactly. Like there's just a closer knit vibe to it. Whereas my YouTube, I really optimize a lot of my videos for search. Right. Right. So I get a lot of awareness from YouTube and then they start kind of really going into my ecosystem within Instagram and they start seeing the behind the scenes. They then uh, sign up for my newsletter where I really like, I don't just give tips. Like I share like, Hey, I went like, this is what really happens behind the camera. Like this is what happened. These are my lessons. And so they really love that, or at least my audience does. And then they DM me like, Hey, I'd love to join your program. That's awesome. So let's jump into some lessons. Mm -hmm. Like, let's see why they call you the Instagram expert. (laughs) What, 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 what should we be doing on Instagram today? Yeah, well, I think that it's, it's always changing. It is always changing, but I think it's really important to know what features do what like function. Cause I think for instance, like everyone's focusing so much on reels, which is great. But like you said, reels brings in the awareness, but does it actually bring in the sales? And so I think it's really important for anyone who's starting on social media is to understand what platforms do what for your business. So for instance, like reels. Okay, great. That's more for traffic. So what am I going to measure? I'm going to measure how much reach I got on those reels. Okay, great. Now let's say for my carousel posts, like they might not get as much traffic anymore because reels is pretty much taking over. But within those like 10 carousel slides, I'm able to talk a lot about a certain topic in depth, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm really trying to nurture someone and like I might have a call to action that's 
go to my link in bio. Well, what am I going to track? Well, maybe I'm not going to track the reach that I got in that because that's not what my goal was. My intention was to get as many clicks as possible on a certain landing page. Then what am I going to look at? I'm going to look at my link taps. And so I think it's really important to actually uh, understand what platform serves what function. Or let's say with live streams, like, you know, that I think that's a huge underutilized I don't feature. do it at all. Yeah, it's great. Like when you do live stream, everyone gets a notification about it and you can even like invite your audience onto the live stream yeah. and actually build that connection and start nurturing. And so I think that there's a lot of features within Instagram that are underutilized. And I think that it's kind of a mistake to only just focus and put all your eggs in one basket. 